Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Hanare podcast, the podcast open to, well, whoever the fuck Aaron Hanare says the podcast is open to, but not Mr. Andy, he's blocked. My name is Luke, I'm your host of the Never Open podcast, and with me, as always, is that Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Luke. And I believe that I was dreaming till the neighbors came out screaming. I'm excited again to talk about G133. We got nights three and four, one of which is good, one of which is like one of the best wrestling shows of all time. And we're going to talk about AE Dub. We're going to talk about buildings in Japan and yeah. probably much more. That's right. We've got lots of things to talk about. We are a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast, uh, and uh, we swear a lot, so be aware of that. So uh, let's do some professionalism, because uh, that's what we do. There are ways people can interact with us if they wish to. I'm on the Tweety, uh, at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is there, too, at Drusifer Tweets, and collectively we are at NeverOpenPod. If you want to send us a written or voice email, you can do that, NeverOpenPod, at gmail.com, and... Uh, Wrestling's expensive this year. Help us out. Buy us a t-shirt. Well, not us a t-shirt, but buy a t-shirt from us. Yeah, that one. Uh, we got a Teespring store where you can give up. Buy merch where you can look. Never as fuck. Show your support for us and the C block, the best block, by uh, getting a shirt with the Never Open title on it. Fuck yeah, do that. You know, it's interesting. David Finley is in C block, right? And, like, mm-hmm. he won C block before. Remember the thumbs up trophy? Remember that? Oh yeah, I do remember that. He was like the last official winner of the, you know, of the unofficial C block, I think. So, I mean, that's I don't know what that means for all the other guys in C block, but they better watch out for the golden thumbs up. That's right. Wow, I wonder if that. Nah, we'll never see that golden thumb again, especially <laughs> not with uh, I'm gonna kill you, David Finley, uh, yeah. that persona. He doesn't make jokes anymore. But uh, he does cut promos now about how he grew up rich, which are just so funny. I uh, that <laughs> it's amazing. Go watch that if you've not seen that. I think it's backstage comments from the first night that we're going to talk about. Night three, holy shit, incredible. Night four, I think. Don't drop that. Uh, there was uh, no C block. Uh, never stuff right. on the uh, on that yeah. first night. That's right. You are paying attention to that kind of stuff. I am not. I apologize, folks. I mess up sometimes. I fucked up, fam. Yeah. <laughs> so we should play a mini game while we uh, do these G1 things because uh, I forgot to write down any of the scores. So we can play a game of let's look, have a guess of who's got what point. Because <laughs> I'm a professional, well, everybody. It is. It's your job to keep track of the scores. So luckily they're doing that. Um, you know, on NewJapan.com 1972 or whatever. And um, I still don't know how to read that damn chart that they have. You know, that really cool looking black and white chart with the dots and stuff. I don't know what any of yeah. I just look at it's it and go, It's too complicated cool. for me. It's <laughs> too it's too busy. It's too much for my eyes to engage with. And I'm just like, nah, that's just, that's too much, man. I can't do it. Yeah, I mean. It, it bamboozles it gets- my brain. I get confused when we get to double digit wins. Like I can only like my brain can only really <laughs> one digit at a time. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah, that's how my brain that's how my brain works too. Yeah. So 
I guess like we're stalling just this little bit because uh, night three was not the best night, and then night four was awesome. And I guess we've got to talk about the uh, night three. Well, should we do before that? Before we do that, we have to talk about what happened last night on AEW, your favorite show, Lou. I can't believe I'm the one that has to bring it up. This is big news. Kota Ibushi returned to the ring in America. And, or, yeah, it was in like Boston or something like that. And he wrestled yeah. a bunch of guys. What, what happened? Yeah, it was blood and guts. He, uh, he came out, looked like he wanted to murder people straight away. And did moonsaults onto beds of nails and crazy shit like that. I didn't know this until, like, you even told me that he decided to just take a backdrop into the tax just for fun on his ownsies. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, that's... He does not feel pain the way we do, dude. <laughs> yeah, you remember I, that I, time <laughs> that, like... Um, it was um, Shibata came back to the ring and he like it was the first time we'd seen him in New Japan in forever. And he got in the ring and he cut a promo or he got shitty with Kenta. He saved somebody and he just like gave a speech. And when he was done, he looked around and he just took a bump. And it seemed like that a little bit, you know, but with tax. <laughs> yeah, but Kota Ibushi hasn't been like injured. Oh, yeah, he has been injured. Yeah. What am I talking about? That's why he's been gone. That and he's been a bit weird. Lifetime contract, everyone. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I got to bring that up every time. The many the lives old. of Kota Ibushi. <laughs> In New Japan, you'll either get signed, uh, you'll either not get signed, or you'll get signed to a lifetime contract. And uh, I guess they're about as they last about as long. Uh, whoops. Yeah, it's a little snarky, but that's okay. I'll cheer up when we get to night four. Yes. Well, you so you liked blood and guts. You know, I didn't like I it, did. but I'm not I'm not gonna shit on or anything. It was it's just not for me. It's no big deal. But um, well, you know, are you excited for Kota Ibushi in, in AEW, or do you think like maybe that was like a one off and like he's only gonna show up every once in a while? That's what it seemed like to me. But I don't watch the show, so I don't really know. I like Kota Ibushi a lot. He said some of my favorite New Japan matches. That's undeniable. Um, yeah, I guess I'm excited for him. I don't know. I it's it's been a bit it's been a while. Last time I saw him wrestle regularly, I wasn't really a fan of how he was being booked, and it kind of soured me on him. Kind of like how I was with Okada <laughs> for a while, right? And I will turn around on that because he's just like I, I need to see him more. I need to get used to him again. But uh, I don't know, like. Would AEW sign him to a couple year contract? Would any company? He broke a lifetime contract with the with the company, didn't he? Well, they said he's all elite, so that means we'll never see him again. Yeah. But um, but he, I just okay. So I, as an outsider, my mind goes to well, you want Golden Lovers versus FTR, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's that's what you want. But one of them has to be heel. And that needs to happen soon, so then that match can happen. Uh, you know, and then you have the eventual breakup of those two at some point, and you have that match. That's what you want. That's what you do. You know, and in the meantime, you can have some fun singles matches and stuff like that. You just keep them away from CM Punk, and you should be good. Yeah, pretty much. I'd love to see CM Punk try some fucking backstage fights with a bushy in the room. <laughs> 
Ibushi would just like walk right into his hand with his face, and then just, and with his own face, and then just just whoop his ass like. Uh, Dude, Ibushi would have crazy hit, man. He would have hit the moonsault on on Phil's dog. So just saying. <laughs> would have hit the moonsault whilst he's holding the dog. <laughs> All right, don't moonsault your dog. We're just kidding. Cool. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so that's big news though. That's exciting. Um, I guess if you're an AEW fan, I hope that excites you. I hope that was cool for for you. Yeah. Um, I guess so. I'm more into the Blackpool Combat Club stuff, I guess, than the Elite stuff. The Elite stuff has never really been my absolute favorite stuff AEW's done. I guess because then I, I like them, but you know. And I'm not just not big fans of them. That's like that's all. Okay. Well, hey man. Well, I'm glad uh, Daniel put... Bryan wasn't wasn't in that match. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's out injured, and that sucks. But uh, you know, rather yeah. rather see Wheeler Yuta in there jumping around on top of the cage and fucking suplexing people on through, on chairs and shit that the camera missed. Let him do that. You know, Daniel Bryan be at home. That's fine. He worked his ass off though, and uh, and uh, since he's the uh, the 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 lowest rung on the totem pole. Of course, he get he he loses. But uh, hey, at least oh, he's well. not dancing like an idiot, like uh, somebody else who's kind of you know in in that uh, group. But uh, I like the, I, that, dude. I like that MJF call stuff though. So you're preaching to the wrong choir there. That stuff is awesome. I was no, talking I about it. Daniel Garcia, but um, uh, but anyway, yes. Uh, so New Japan, right? That's a, this is New Japan podcast. Label dance. Oh yeah, New Japan. Yes, let's do it. Hey. <laughs> It's. I've heard other podcasts where they stall before they get to the stuff because the stuff they want to talk about isn't that great, and we've just done that big time. Uh, talking about AEW more. I, I was wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about a show that you liked on your podcast with your friend. That's what I was hoping to do there. Yeah. I'll never. I'll never. I want. So. I'd rather spend all this time going. Oh my God! Did you see? Uh, Evil and Eddie and Shingo and Hanare. <laughs> these guys, holy shit. They all just all did right. my favorite stuff. Let's do it. Luke, this, uh, they, uh, this show, it's yeah. night three, and it's at Yamagata Perfector General Sports Park Gymnasium, Luke. Okay, one more time. Yamagata Perfector General Sports Park Gymnasium. That is amazing. And it's that's our arena. We know. We've been to this place before. Of course, it's Nintendo. Um, and it is part of the uh, Benny Bana uh, Sports Park. And so it's not even the whole thing is so general. It's got it's just so funny. Anyway, and it's the home of a bunch of bitches. It's the fucking uh, Yamagata Wyverns of the B League. They suck. They're Boo. Japanese professional basketball league and they suck. We only cheer Go for Dolphins. The Dolphins of Aichi, of course, here. But Luke, uh, yes. And we have Kevin Kelly on a commentary. <laughs> And uh, he's joined by Chase Owens later. And apparently Chase Owens' commentary was so bad that they're not letting anybody else do English commentary the rest of the tour. Yeah, night two. Uh, Kevin Kelly goes, look, unless Chris is here or something like that, yeah, I'm just going to Joey Styles this because, uh, hey, there's no tag matches, so you can't expect people to, who will win or lose at a tournament match to come do commentary. And... Uh, I didn't write down anything that he said. That's too exhausting. I just want to enjoy the wrestling. And uh, But, yeah, he was bad. And uh, I'm glad he's not coming back to commentary. 
because it, his commentary stuck in my head more than that really sweet rebound Death Valley driver that he did on Kia Mia. And I'm like, yeah, but what what I come away with was, man, that commentary. How, am I, how bad did Kia Mia? How bad did Kia Mia hit this dude? I don't even think it was that bad, to be honest with you. <laughs> so no. it's just... That's, that's fine. Just jokes. Standard chase... Uh, commentary is still like it's not as bad as lance archer so let's yeah let's all agree that he was the worst at the commentaries he's he's like kozlov level bad like that's that's how bad but all right so we're in the a block and yes it is kaido kimia versus chase owens and i didn't notice this in the first match but i noticed it here because uh hey he took his t-shirt off someone must have told him you're in your g1 take your fucking shirt off wasn't his fault you know you mean no? chase owens in the first match he got his ass whooped before the bell oh, yeah. he jumped him he didn't have time to take his t-shirt off thank goodness Ah, uh, that's right okay because like he, he shaved it all yeah he looks a bit more ripped or girdled up whatever i don't know i don't know why i noticed these <laughs> things but i do it's a lot of wrestling everyone any little change and i'm just like new hair new muscles yeah Anyway, uh, they sh- they shake hands, but uh, Chase Owens, he just attacks right away, and he does a really sweet rebound DVD late in the match. This match is it's interesting because, well, you've got a New Japan guy, not a lot of the New Japan faithful like you know care about on the grand scheme of things, and you've got Kato Kimiya, a null guy. So the crowd's kind of quiet for a lot of this match, even though I'm, I'm like, there's some good wrestling here. They smash at each other. It's pretty. It's pretty fun, you know. But hey, the crowd's pretty quiet, and that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, Kiyomiya, he hits the modified uh, shining wizard. I fucking love that move so much. And uh, yeah, he gets. Hey, this is the only scores I wrote down. He gets hey. uh, four points and chase on two. Boom, professionalism. Okay. Excellent, excellent. I thought there was one notable thing in that match where, other than the fact that it was kind of boring, was that uh, yeah. Kato Kiyomiya did some, like, Okada-type shit in that match a little bit. So he just he did that, he like, did. dog pin, you know, the British Bulldog pin, you know. So Kevin Kelly caught that, too. You know, good job. So uh, Kenta is the next match. Kenta versus Great Okan, and I was, man... Luke, I thought this was going to be extremely silly, and it wasn't. And I was kind of bummed out because I was like, man, I want him to be silly. Like, I just think the silliness potential in this match is, you know, exponentially more than the average match. But uh, here we are. Um, It's a shocking development. They do serious wrestling. And uh, Kenta, he cheats and uses the Defy title on Great Okan. We get heat spots in the crowd and ringside, and Great Okan comes back with a sweet gut wrench suplex on Kenta. That's awesome. Now it's Great Okan's turn to throw Kenta into it, the chair and beat him up, you know, on the outside. So this is so funny. So on this is what I was talking about. This is what I was expecting. So Kenta throws, or excuse me, Great Okan throws Kenta into a bunch of chairs, and he kind of like sits him down on one of the chairs, and then and Great Okan does his little like sit down in the corner thing. But he does it like on the chair over top of Kenta's <laughs> Oh man, that's what I'm talking about. I was really expecting a lot more stuff like that in this match. So that was really funny. Crowd love that. Uh, Great Okan gets cheered for choking Kenta with a United Empire towel that he took from the crowd. <laughs> it's just really funny. Kenta cheats again after a ref bump. 
Uh, there's a couple rep bumps in this match. And Great O'Con, he tries a second rope Mongolian chop, but Kenta reverses it into a DDT. Psycho knee for two. Another ref bump, and Kenta is about to cheat, but runs right into Great O'Con's jab. That was cool. I like that a lot. That was really good timing. And uh, Great O'Con just keeps walking towards him, keeping his arm all stiff. Boom! Two more! And then uh, <laughs> Kenta cheats using a roll-up, kind of, in the ropes. And the finish is kind of weird because they're kind of in the ropes and great Ocon's kind of under the ropes and the ref's like, yep, looks good to me. One, two, three, poor great Ocon gets pinned by Kenta, but you know, it was, it was better than, it was different than I thought it was going to be. And I kind of liked it. It's better than the first match. Um, I like this match too, but two men are using tactics like this. And I have to say one is doing a good job. The other one is entertaining me endlessly and uh you know it's it's evil i think evil's doing kind of better versions of this at the moment maybe it's just me i don't know like i see kenta and i know he's a heel but i oh, i just see ass kicker like i still I, I can't help it i just want to see him kick some ass whereas like i love evil's transition into like dastardly douchebag i can't help that but yeah let's go to yes i was just gonna say i thought kenta was gonna like talk about how Great Ocon is ugly, and like I thought that was gonna play a part in the in the match, you know, because he made such a big stink about how Great Ocon really took it to heart that Kenta called him ugly. You know, I thought that was gonna matter, and it didn't matter. Sad. Nah. No. But Great Ocon got to whoop his ass a, a little bit before he lost, so I guess there is that. What are we doing with Great Ocon, New Japan? Look, I know you got all your new young guys that you're all really happy with, but you know. What are you doing? Great Ocon. He's great. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. I agree. All right. So we've got A Block action with Hikaleo versus a Gabe Kid. Oh, look. It is a major Katamaru Gambit by Gabe Kid. <laughs> he hits Hikaleo with the strong title. I'm like, wow. These guys really don't give a shit about their strong belts, do they? <laughs> Especially That's... Alex C. We'll see on the next night. A uh, kid goes at him with a chair, but he gets booted in the face. You know, chair hits him in the face. And uh, Gabriel Kid does manage to chair Hikolo in the head. All right. This is all like the match hasn't even started yet. Uh, kid sets up a, uh, chairs in a pile, but he, of course, he gets his, he gets back body dropped on them. Uh, Gabe uh, spits on uh, Hikaleo and he says something to Hikaleo who just like bitch slaps him to the ground. This is when they get back into the ring. Just massive bitch slaps him to the ground. That was great. Yeah. Uh, there's some really cool, like, uh, big man stuff and reversals and things. Like, once they get into the ring and the bell rings and the match starts. Like, I like the outside stuff, but as you will say, all Hikaleo matches have that component in them. Yeah. And you're right. They, they do. But once this match actually gets in the damn ring, it's awesome. Hey, dudes, you could have just done this whole match in the ring. <laughs> you did a great job. All the moves look great. Uh, except for maybe one power slam, and Hikaleo usually <laughs> always nails that. Almost fucking kills the Gabe Kid with that. Apart from that, this was great. And they had a surprise finish. I saw a released German on a lariat uh, by uh, Hikaleo too, which made me pretty happy. And uh, Gabriel Kid, he, he blocks a choke slam, a low blow, and a pile driver onto Hikaleo. So, look, I don't mind a bit of brawling, everyone, but uh, you guys didn't need it. Everything you did to read was pretty cool. When Hikaleo does like standard big man Japanese stuff, it's fucking awesome. 
Do yeah, that. It is. Do that. Yep. Don't worry about it. Don't do other stuff. Just do that. That's all you need. You know, it's like it looks great. Like that lariat that he hit was amazing. The suplexes and stuff, it looks so great. Um, you know, I just I have to tell people the power slam is super fucking dangerous. And like it rarely goes wrong. But when that goes wrong, that is bad news. And man, they are lucky. <laughs> They're so lucky. I hope, you know, I'm sure that was extremely painful the next day for Gabe Kid and probably still is painful. But at the same time, hopefully he's fine. He didn't get KO'd. He didn't break his neck or anything like that. So that's good. But man, that was terrifying. And it's just <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, the it's like, it, you don't think, as a wrestling fan, you've seen the power slam done a million times, right? Randy Orton, power slam, you know, Kota Bushi, power slam, every, Ishii's power slam, everybody does it. And it's like, fine. And no one ever gets hurt. And it's like, but you're like three inches from death, like every time. So anyway, yeah, I like that. The ground like missed that. it by that much. Yeah, man, <laughs> terrifying. Oh God. Anyway, I like that match a lot. It was fun once they got in the ring, like you said, but uh, next loop we have, interesting matchup like i said it's tonga loa versus tai chi and i was thinking to myself that this you know maybe there'd be some tama tonga kind of like overtones to this match you know from the you know techers versus god and all that shit and they're but none of that played in it's fine so we get a chop forearm battle to start and tonga loa sorry, he sends Mr. Guy, yeah sorry i didn't mean to just interrupt you but before you start um, to talk to tell us about the match. What happened to what happened to Tongaloa in the previous match to his legs, and how does he walk out? Oh, he's fine. I believe Did he ran out. Oh, oh yeah, he, I think he jogged he to him the up. ring. Yes, yes. Yeah, he, he, he ran to the ring. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, he jogged it's... to the ring. He did the like, you know, I'm I'm about to go lose jog that's that's what happened and you make a great point that i was definitely going to get to is that i'm sorry (laughs) i'm just playing is that he does not sell and so um anyway but so he sends tai chi uh to the outside for some guardrail fun and tai chi uses the ring post to fuck up tomatonga's leg to remind him hey remember and so Tai Chi wraps him up and holds in the ring, and Tai Chi gets a, t- a two count after his awesome wrist control like back kick thing he does. I don't know what you call that, but it's fine, sweet. And uh, they both fall down after Tongaloa tries some crazy power move, and he doesn't sell his leg, so they both look like idiots, you know, which is a shame. But uh, Tongaloa comes back with some power moves, but Tai Chi has kicks for days and cuts Tongaloa off every time he starts to come back a little bit, right? It's great. The pants come off. Tongaloa catches Taichi's leg after the kick, but Taichi sweeps Tongaloa's leg, and it looks terrible. Double down. Uh, Lariat contest. Dangerous suplex. They trade kicks, and Tongaloa goes for ape shit, but Taichi attacks his leg and gets the Gato clutch for two. Spear counter from Tongaloa. Second Gato clutch gets the win. Taichi beat Tongaloa. Didn't even need to use his finish, and uh, that made me happy. I thought this was fine. It was, you know, I, I noticed there was a few kind of hiccups in there. No big deal. But I thought it was fine. But, you know, I honestly really was more thinking about Tai Chi winning. So you're right. I really hadn't thought much about Tonga Loa just not selling. It's almost like, oh, yeah, water's wet. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is better than uh, Tonga Loa's first match because uh, Kenta worked heel on him. And I don't you know. 
that's not going to work on me, Cancer. I'm cheering you. I want that. I want that to happen. Whereas I don't want to see Tongaloa pin Taichi, and so Taichi selling his ass off, bumping his ass off, and looking like he might get ape shitted. I can get behind that. So I'm cheering for this match because I want Taichi to win, and he did. So fuck yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, I liked that match because you yeah, know Taichi's in it, and he's awesome. So let's do this. It's uh, Ren Rita versus Yoda Suji. Is uh, Chumpy at refing up a storm here? Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, Yoda, Yoda does this gnarly dive at the start too, which is uh, look that. Well, that's incredible. He's done that a couple times now, but I don't know about this match, man, because it is another twenty-minute draw. The wrestling is good. The uh, the kind of tension or stakes. <laughs> aren't quite there as they were for the first time because, like, they've just done it. It's as if, like, maybe I would have put these two wrestling together a bit later. I mean, what's next? Is it Yoda Suji versus Shooter next? And draw? Uh, I kind of liked it when it was just Ren versus Shooter, and then you could have Yoda do other stuff, but I guess we've got to make it a whole three-person thing. I don't know. I'm also, okay, I know I said this in, in an earlier episode, like, Yoda can take a couple losses and he's fine. But now I've seen him lose twice and draw. What are you doing, man? He just came back. Come on, man. <laughs> Change your mind. <laughs> I'm changing my mind because now, now I'm starting to be like, wait, you've got to let him win something. Like, what the fuck, man? Come on. You you wait. He'll get his first win against, like, Chase Owens. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, New Japan. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> really? Really? Because nah, that's <clears> – <throat> that. That'll be something. No, wait. I hope so. It's it. It's just once you once you tell once you can tell where the where these two men are going, it doesn't become anywhere near as interesting, I guess, because you're just like, oh, there's got to be three of these, isn't there? Yeah. You know, they got to do all the combos. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that, once you realize that, and you're just like, oh, okay, well, that's how much is time's left. Oh, eight minutes. All right, I guess I'll watch eight more minutes of these guys absolutely crush it, but mind you, but it'd still be like eight minutes for the draw. Yep, here we go. They're not young lions anymore. Come on, man. We, we don't need all of them. It was frustrating a little bit. What did you think of this? You probably loved it a lot more than I did. I love the wrestling, but it, yeah. has, a pa- it has a pace issue because – you can tell the like in the first match we didn't know and and obviously there may be some bias because we didn't know it was going to be a draw but i mean nine minutes in we started to think maybe i don't know 10 minutes in at that last match we were thinking it might be a draw this match you knew right away because of the way they were just pacing their moves and how like much space was in between the moves and it was like come on man you know it just really seemed like they're taking their time with everything which kind of made stuff drag out a little bit. And I just, I think in general, this show just has lower energy, you know, at times, uh, you know, there's some matches that kind of, you know, overcome that, but it, you know, I don't know, man, there it's the lights were on in the place. And, you know, I thought this crowd was not bad, but they were kind of quiet might have something to do with it. I don't know. Um, But at the same time, I thought the wrestling was really good. And like Suji has like, like he he hits a chop and he he has that dramatic timing of how to hit like a perfect chop that's just incredible and makes everybody go wow you know he knows how to do that and that's important what these guys don't know how to do is do draw matches 
because when do you practice that? You know what I mean? So like, it's, I just feel like they don't have experience doing draws. This is how you get experience doing draws, doing them. So here we are, you know, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong about that. Cause I guess they did do a lot of draws when they were young lines. So young lines. About it. Yeah. So <clears throat> they do have experience with it, but maybe it's been, just been a long time. So it, it's and a really, still 10 it, minutes. They have to double that. Yeah. It's 20 minutes. It's pretty good match, but I think the first draw was better executing at better executed. And this one is just a little more noticeable that they were like taking their time. And it was like, ah, but they did some cool shit in this match. So, and they hate each other. It's clear. So they should accomplish, but uh, I really hope they don't do another draw. So uh, let's move on Luke to a fucking fantastic match. Probably the best match of the night. It is Yoshihashi versus Will Ospreay. Wait, what did I say a second ago? Yeah. Yeah, I heard it. Best and I, match I, of the I, I oh, do agree. I don't know. Wow. I feel like the I feel like the next two matches are good, but they don't get into the like extra gear. Does that make sense? Whereas yeah. like yeah. Yoshihashi will do the best that Yoshihashi possibly can. And uh it's it's either gonna work or it doesn't, and uh, it worked this time. Yeah, and, and we haven't used the gear analogy in a while. What's we'll a bu- that's good. Way to bust that out again. That's a good analogy. So yeah. anyway, the uh Yoshihashi, he wins the initial kind of like sparring, you know, kind of matchup that they do at the beginning. He gets a headhunter and then he starts chopping Will. And it's like, yeah, keep it up. And Will sends uh, Yoshihashi to the outside, hits the plancha. He runs Yoshihashi into the ring post and it's fuck your arm, Luke. And uh, Will, he hits an amazing chop on Yoshihashi and gets an abdominal stretch. Will's bleeding from the mouth and the chest at this point so like you said yoshiyashi's trying really hard at this match and uh, boy is he so he yoshi hits a ddt which uh will does an amazing stalling sell on it's great that shit's awesome he's really good at that <clears throat> and like in a way that's not like cartoonish it looks like yeah. plausible you know what i mean like it actually looks like kind of real it's great so he did a really awesome sell of that pile driver from kenny omega in both their matches it's a similar thing but anyway so yoshihashi starts running through his offense and will um kind of like what's he do here he, he i don't know what that says he gets him on he get tosses him off or something that's not right and he gets some of his shit in cut he cuts him off and get some of his shit in that was a different show i was watching so uh <laughs> There's a chop battle in the middle of the ring. It's intense because they like maintain. They this is really good. Good job, Yoshihashi. And they like maintain eye contact through this whole like chop fight, and they take their time working up to each chop, and it's awesome. And like the crowd's really getting into it. Now they do all the reversal shit. It's very good. Os cutter for two. Uh, there's this uh, dodgy kind of like hidden blade. Oh, dodge of a hidden blade and a running knee from Yoshihashi. Yoshi gets a great fire up right here too. He's hitting all kinds of stuff, including his destroyer, which was beautiful. Yeah. So, and that's not, you know, I mean, it's the guy taking it. But uh, Will goes up huge for everything, making Yoshi look awesome. There's a wrist control forearm bot- battle that's great. And Yoshi keeps trying to hit karma throughout the match. But it's clever how it gets countered. Like, it's actually, like, really good and smart and awesome. And so I can't describe it because it's so complicated. But it does. they do that a yeah. couple times. And there's a Spanish fly from Will for two. Will gets cheeky Nando's and electric chair power bomb. <laughs> it's just like, what? And he hits a spiral tap for the win. I can't remember what he calls it, but that's his new finish. And fucking poor Watto. Some more Master Watto is like, 
hanging out with Tenzon, and Tenzon's like, I know, buddy, I'm sorry, because now Will Ospreay's stolen the RPP. <laughs> it's doing it as so. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this match was great, and I, and Yoshihashi must must be like, hey, it's the G1. Lots of people are watching this. Lots of people will be watching, especially maybe a Will Ospreay match. Uh, let's crush it. Uh, he did. And he even managed to be part of some complicated spots in the match. No doubt probably called by, by Will Ospreay. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm sorry, Yoshi, but th- I, that's how I feel. But takes two to tango, and he, and he helped pull him off. So, yeah, I like G1 Yoshihashi a lot. Uh, he's kind of gotten quietly better since the COVID era, I guess, and stepped up, and he's been fine. You know, I don't think he's been deserving of the really old uh, criticisms against him, but, uh, you know. His timing was so good in this match, and that's always been the problem is, like, his timing's terrible, you know? His timing was awesome in this match. And this reminds me of how he wrestles when he's wrestling the Aussie Open guys. You know, similar type deal, you know? So, I liked it. Maybe Bishamon like wrestle. They like uh, they like wrestling the Gaijins, Maybe flippy heavyweights. That's what they like. <laughs> I think I think so. All right, so let's go to A block, and we have a match that on paper should be awesome, but instead I'm just like, yeah, you guys have decided to uh, leave a lot on the table. I guess uh, it's Sonata versus Shooter, and. What did you think about this? Like, I thought it was like, you know, one of those matches where you've said this about Sonata matches as well. Like, they did all the moves really good, really clean, really crisp. And then you kind of wish there was a bit more roughness to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So smooth, it doesn't look like it hurts. That kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like sometimes Sonata falls into that trap of making things look a little too smooth. When he needs to make things look uh, a little bit more ouchy. I like the smoothness. I like that crispness as well. But you got to, I don't know, maybe that extra snap. I don't know. Like, I'm watching this and I think, like, I'm into Sonata now. I'm, into, I'm definitely into Shooter. This is going to be great. And I'm like, how do you follow? can't believe I just, I'm going I'm to say this sentence. How do you follow Yoshihashi versus Osprey? <laughs> then I see the next match, Sonata versus Shooter. And I'm like, oh, well. No problem. And they didn't. And I'm kind of surprised by that. Uh, one's the champion. One's this fresh new guy. You know, one I know, I know one was Osprey. The other one is Yoshihashi. But I don't know, Yoshihashi. Man, he, why was that so much better than Sonata versus Shooter? How do you explain this to me, Mr. Guy? Sonata does win, of course. He's, he's the champion. So Shooter is now just like basically on one point. Ren's on, like, two points because he's got two draws, and Yodasuji is on one point because he lost his first match in the G1, and he got a draw. I don't know. Some of the some of the booking on this side of the G1 is a bit weird to me too, Mr. Guy. I don't know. I know that it's yeah. early, and they'll turn it around because that's what they like to do. They'll draw you into this, like, oh, Jay lost three in a row. He's fucked, and then he'll win most of his matches, and then, you know, it's all fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're headed for you know, changes in fortune that always happens in, in, you know, the G1, no matter who it is. And I don't know. I, I thought this was good. It's one of those matches where the idea is that like Shota Umino has to prove himself against the champ. You know, he's not going to win, you know, 
he it's like facing the Gracies. <laughs> if you're yeah. British, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's like you're not going to win, but you're just going to prove yourself. And so he took, you know, Sonata to, to two minutes left. I think mission accomplished there. I don't think I'll ever look back on this match as something to remember other than to be like, oh, remember that kind of like average match? Yeah, that sure was a match. But uh, but yeah. But uh, Luke, next we have the main event of the evening. ELP versus Okada. So <clears throat> this is very good. It's it's I just have to say overall this night has a low energy about it for some reason. It's not yeah. I don't know, it's nothing specific. It's just like a <clears throat> it's just a thing, you know? So I think I can put a name on it. Yeah. Uh well the first two nights were free and I've I've, I've not always said it's not always the case, but sometimes they'll go hard on the free shows. You know, draw people in, and then it might go a little lighter the next night. But they had, they still had a night off, so why did this feel low energy? You're right. Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe you know it's just travel, and I think Kevin Kelly yeah. sounded pretty tired on this show too. Maybe they had a rough travel day. I don't know. It's it's fine. Yeah, you know, I, enjoy, I enjoy the show. But <clears throat> so ELP he comes out and he's like, "Hey, I'm a babyface." So. <laughs> there's this little kid in the front row and he takes his shirt off and puts it on the little kid and backstage you could see peeking through the curtain show to umino giving him the evil eye trying to steal his but uh so EOP does, <laughs> <laughs> he does his fun like shenanigans and okada gets all mad and he beats elp down and challenges him to strikes elp responds with nipple twists <laughs> On the outside, like Okada. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> Okada hits his DDT and uh, wants a count out. And it's funny because everybody else in New Japan, unless it's evil or some like crazy heel, it, if there's a count out spot, they go out and get the person at like 16 or something like that, right? Yano doesn't do that. There's only a few people who don't do it. Okada doesn't do that. Fuck that shit. He wants the count out. <laughs> It's so funny, man. I really like that. So uh, he's also dick. he's the heel in this match, which is great. So because heel Okada is the best, um, you know, they get into this like main main event, like back and forth rhythm that you find in these matches. And it's very good. And ELP, he gets all his good shit in, you know, like the pinpoint elbow and other moves. And uh, he wants a sudden death. But Okada bails to the outside. DDT um, at the like off the guardrails onto the floor from uh, ELP and that was amazing. So that was, uh, you know, ELP answering Okada's DDT from earlier. Okada has ELP's number though. Every time he gets moving, it's flapjack or it's drop kick. And Luke, there was a drop kick in this match. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I definitely saw the drop kick. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the greatest drop kick of all time. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. That was so awesome. So I think we say yeah. that at least once an episode and we've said it for like, yeah. It's, it's one of our most common things. That was the best drop kick I've ever seen. It's always the same dude, too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's, you know, ELP finally gets hit with one Rainmaker. He dodges the second one, uh, drop kick, runs right in the drop kick, and then German suplex by Okada throws him, you know. He tries another one and uh, he, he gets cut off, and uh, there's a drop. Oh, he tries another drop kick, but ELP like stops in the ropes. And it starts hit hits a flippy flop that he had tried earlier when he got kicked out of the air. So Okada drop kicked him out of the air trying to do a flippy flop. So there's a crazy power move from ELP. I don't know what it was, but it's a sudden death and CR2, but Okada just kicks out. Fuck you. Sorry. Sorry, ELP. Fuck you. And ELP um, 
he goes to the top rope, but Okada rolls out, and that's okay. Top rope moonsault to the floor from ELP. <laughs> He's like, you're going to roll out? Fuck you. So here we go. Thunder kiss, but knees up. And it's like the most telegraphed knees up ever. Okada, the second ELP's toe leaves the ropes off the springboard okada's knees are up and he's looking at him like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) so i love that fast reversals and everything looks great tombstone from elp oh my god he hits and he tries another cr2 he's gonna win but no okada's inevitable rainmaker okada wins (laughs) yeah uh someone pointed out that like he doesn't lose under 20 minutes that often so Except, like, I can't see him winning this G1. I can't see him winning it Not because uh, he's, he's, like, one-third of the Stank title holders so of the six-man never goal. So I can't see him. I don't know. Uh, somebody somebody on Twitter was like, oh, it's, it's fucking bullshit. You know, that's that's actually a big accomplishment, beating Okada in under 14 minutes. No one's done that. And then Chris Charlton came up with a – they were trying to say that the 20-minute time limit is affecting everything, including Okada's booking. And And – which I don't know why people care about that, but uh, but Chris Charlton responded and said, no, here's like a list of people <laughs> caught on under 14 minutes, including Jay White twice, you know, so. Yeah, I do remember those. Uh, I don't remember the, the, I don't remember time being affected, but I do remember watching those Jay White matches and thinking, oh, wow, it's over. <laughs> and my boy won, even better. Right. Holy shit. Because uh, <sighs> that doesn't usually happen. Good days. Yeah, I think I think even right. Fale has beat Okada in under 14 minutes. So just saying. I think he's done that. Yeah, yeah, I think he definitely has. So that was an all right low energy kind of G1 night. However, I still like that night. It was filled with good wrestling. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Let's let's watch night four. It's in what the Miyagi Zerbio Arena. Do you have anything oh, yeah. on that? I always do. Um, it's the whole you. arena of the asshole Sendai 89ers of the B-League. Japan's professional basketball league. They're pieces of shit. They suck. And they've never beat the Dolphins once that I know of. The Dolphins. <laughs> that you Would know you of. Like? Yeah, that I know of. So, <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> Luke, uh, this matchup that we're about to talk about is one of our favorite matchups. It's like just one of the best matchups in the G1. Take it away then, man. It's Yano versus Zack Sabre Jr. And a <laughs> couple kind of notes here at the beginning, too, because Fujita is involved in this match. And we do have to announce that Fujita is going on excursion soon. And apparently that Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Robbie Eagles have planned him a world tour where he is going to, you know, fight the stars and kick all their asses and learn everything that he can from. So hopefully he will be in Australia soon, and you'll get to see him. At yes, so I think that's going to happen. But uh, anyway, so um, Yano versus Zack Sabre Jr. So, you know, I believe the like whole way that Fujita initially joined TMDK was pretending to be Zack Sabre Jr., right? Coming out yeah. and like so that he could like, you know, he could sneak attack somebody. And I maybe it was Yano. I don't know. I can't remember. So we get a call back to that because you know, here comes Zack Sabre Jr. after Yano comes out, but it's Fujita. And he just does the whole routine. He comes out, he's got the jacket, he points in the air, he flips up the collar, the whole shebang, man. <laughs> it's great. And Yano's reaction is like, what the fuck? 
So he takes his his Yano robe and he puts it on Nakashima, broken arm young lion, and pushes him in the ring. He says, you guys find it out. There we go. There's our G1 match. <laughs> so all this is, of course, a ruse. Zack Sabre Jr. sneaks up out of nowhere and chokes Yano and it chokes him out, man. It's great. And that's on the uh, that's on the entrance ramp, by the way. So the bell rings, but they aren't even in the ring, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> it's like, who did that? So Zach they Sabre do that Jr. sometimes. They won't do that for some of those bullet clubby matches with the Kenmaru yeah. Gambits, but like it's like a Yano match, and they're like, yeah, we're not putting up with this shit. Ding. It's, cl- it's clearly a choice, you know. So yeah. Zach Sabre Jr. he orders uh, Fujita to tape the the quarter pads down. This is a great plan. So, you know, what – so Fujita, not only was he a distraction so that then Zack Sabre Jr. could choke out fucking Yano, now while Yano's out, he's getting Fujita to, to put, uh, you know, tape all over the uh, ring uh, – the uh, the fucking corner barrier uh, – corner oh, covers, yeah. good lord! Because last time they've wrestled, I think, it was like for the King of Pro Wrestling Championship, and it was like no corner pads match, and so Zack Sabre Jr. knows – the not to fuck around with the quarter pads. So that's great. So um, <laughs> I really like that. So the crowd starts cheering Fujita on while he's taping, by the way. And this crowd is, they are one of my favorite crowds ever. I love this crowd. They are awesome. So Zack Sabre Jr., he tries a long PK running all the way down <laughs> the entrance ramp, but Yano ducks it and he hits an atomic drop. Then he tapes Zack Sabre Jr.'s legs together. And Zack, comically hops to the ring and he refuses help from Fujita. He's like, don't help me get away from me. And he keeps falling down. And right before he's about to get in the ring, he, he like hops over and tangles himself all up in the cords for the camera. Oh, that was a great touch. (laughs) So funny, dude. Oh, so Yano discovers the tape on the turnbuckles right after this. And he can't believe it in the crowd. And he goes to each corner and starts yelling at the corner pads. And uh, and Kevin Kelly has a great call. He goes, yeah, yell at him. That'll make the tape come off. So <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> so meanwhile, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, you know, gets himself free with scissors. And then he pretends that he's still taped up playing possum. And he gets the win after uh, some awkward-looking roll-up pins. But, oh, my God, didn't disappoint. Another tremendous match from these two. Yeah, this is, this is without any joke or hyperbole, a marquee matchup for Mr. A- Mr. Guy and myself. Uh, not only that, because these two never have the same match twice. They're always kind of happy to, to add to it or oh, let's mine this aspect of what we did last time. Let's mine this a bit more. Let's do this. Let's do that. Because they're always – and Yano, you, Zach Sabre Jr. is a creative guy. We've said that before. And Yano loves coming up with new ways to do silly shit. So you just combine that, and these two are just going to have an absolute blast. And this is another match that's on, like, the kind of longest side for a Yano match as well. But, man, they've both been really awesome. And it doesn't matter with Yano – he could lose. He could lose these matches, and then next match, two seconds, nut punch, roll up, it's over. <laughs> so that's that's the great thing about Yano. You never know. But uh, oh, Luke, that match. How long do you think that match was? I don't know. Maybe eight minutes, ten minutes. Five minutes, thirty-seven seconds. A lot. Really? Happened. A lot happened in five minutes. Yeah. They did a lot in that match. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess when you don't have to bump. 
and you're not getting hurt, you know, in quotations, you don't really have to sell much and you can kind of like move around and set things up. Yeah. That's fair. Nah, nah, this was great. Hang on, take. Yeah, all, all he all has right. to sell is what he has to sell is being taped up and, and not being able to yeah. get to the ring. That's it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And uh, I like how he tried for like one second to roll. And he was like, mm, no, nah, that's a bit out. I'm not doing that. <laughs> He's like, nah, that's, yeah, that's not we, fun. We haven't mentioned it yet, but every year, of course, we make the point that the 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 Yano match, because usually people bitch, like at least a few people bitch every year and go, oh, fuck Yano. Why is he even in this? He makes it not serious, you know. But the whole point is it gives the guys a night off, you know, and they can have an awesome, fun, like, match like this. Yano rules. His role in the G1 is important. I'm, I'm sure there's quite a few guys that are just like, what block am I in? I want to be in the Yano block, please. <laughs> uh, damn it. I'm in the fucking C block. Oh, God, I'm going to have to have wars every night. <laughs> oh, because that's what that's what this is, too. This is David Finley versus Mikey Nichols. All right, so one match. Mr. Mikey Nichols takes you by surprise. And uh, is he going to do here? Oh, yeah. He's going to take me by surprise again, too. And By the way, this poor poor Mikey Nichols. Lumps on lumps and bumps on his noggin. All right, everyone. They've got to stop punching him in the head or something. Holy shit. <laughs> There's some uh, shoving and some great transitions to start off with, ending with a really nice stalling suplex uh, by Mikey Nichols on David Finley. And uh, they go outside, and uh, David bashes his... Uh, David Finley bashes uh, Mikey Nichols' head against the railing on the outside, which kind of fucking rings his bell a little bit. I'm like, ouch. And then tosses him into the ring post. All right. Okay. One thing I appreciate about uh, the person with the never open title is when uh, that person with that title decides to, uh, you know, have violent never style matches. <laughs> and that, then that being, being said, I think Finley's my, maybe my favorite champ in a while, a little while, because that's exactly what he's doing for me. So yeah, Mikey, I get, and I can see what Mikey's bringing to the table too. After these like two matches, he's do the bumps hard and he's got this kind of rough as gut style. The second match, of, and it's the second match of his in a row that I've enjoyed. So, you know, that's that's pretty, pretty damn cool, especially considering I was just like thinking that, oh, I don't really know him. Yeah, it's fine. This is wow. just going to be a, yeah. So I don't know. I like it. It's making me a Mikey Nichols fan a little bit. So you know, hey, if you I'm trying to put him over here, fuck you, Andy. But uh, it's into into <laughs> oblivion for the, and Finley wins. Yeah, he is. I guess I haven't seen much of him or I just think of him as a tag guy or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm happy that uh, I'm seeing him and I'm just feeling like, man, someone better not uh, piss this guy off too much because uh, he's going to fucking beat you up. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> I really like this match. It was great. Man, there's some really gnarly looking clubbing crossface strikes on Mikey Nichols too by uh, yeah. David Finley. I'm just like, holy shit, that move, that, yeah, great stuff. He was yeah, like, so, fin- Finley was really going after Mikey Nichols' head, which was like, yeah. smart, smart wrestling. Good job. Like, they did great psychology. The match was good. I don't know. It's it's just on a night like this, oof, you got to, it's tough, man. It's tough to stand out on a night like this where you have stuff like this next match, Luke, which is Alex <laughs> versus Jeff Cobb. Now, you know, obviously it's the, two strong you know feet of strength guys so 
you know, maybe they'll mix in a little bit of that. Maybe we'll see a little bit of like, you know, strong moves, you know, like, you know, uh, feats of strength type stuff. We'll see. So, uh, Luke, it starts with a long lockup sequence, and it's awesome. They're pushing on each other, and the crowd's like, yeah, they're cheering them because, you know, who's stronger? That's what we want to know. And it's great. They get into the ropes. Alex does the cheeky rope break, right? So Cobb knocks Alex to the outside with a flying shoulder tackle. <laughs> did you hear what he yelled as he did it? No. I'm pretty sure he yelled out, John Cena! <laughs> As he did the shoulder tackle. If yeah. he did, that's hilarious. So uh, Alex bails, of course, and then he uses the belt as a distraction, then throws Kenta Sato, the rep, and Bolton Oleg at Jeff Cobb. He picks people <laughs> up and throws them at Jeff Cobb. It's amazing. We get guardrail fun, and then a motherfucking deadlift gut wrench suplex from Alex C on Jeff what? Cobb. It looks insane. What? It's amazing. It's awesome. So then he slaps a hold on Jeff Cobb and he's got him in like a chin lock and he's and you know, we got the like classic like, you know, hold situation and he's got like, he's like, what's that in your hair? I hate coconut. <laughs> I guess yeah, like coconut oil in his hair, which is really funny. So uh, that was great. Coconut does suck, by the way, Alex. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but uh, then you know, this might be probably the biggest uh, move that people will remember from this match is that Alex sees like, oh, I fucking hate coconut so much. I'm going to gorilla press slam you. He gorilla presses slams fucking Jeff Cobb. And Jeff yeah. Cobb is doing his part in this match. He's doing everything he can to make Alex look amazing. And Alex is holding up his end of the bargain. My oh, goodness. Man. This fucking rules. So... Cobb gets offense in two, but it's like his normal awesome shit and not Bocker's insanity like we're seeing from the first time from Alex C, right? So, you know, I, of course he's doing his shit and we're just, I just haven't mentioned much of it because it's like, oh, there's this other stuff. So anyway, there's all kinds of more awesome power moves from both of them and a tour in the islands for the win from uh, Jeff Cobb. But like, it's like, before the match, they're sitting back there and like, well, what do you want to do? What do you think? You know, and they're like, well, let's do some power moves. They're like, you want to do anything else? Nah, let's just do the power <laughs> moves. And they only, I mean, the match is like 90% humongous, crazy power moves. Fucking yes. awesome. Awesome match. There's, there's also the part where Cobb goes to do like a stinger splash kind of move. Alex C catches him overhead, belly to belly. Yeah. Then a deadlift back suplex and a black hole slam. Cobb fires back and hits a German and then says, to a bitch. I'm like, what? What the fuck? Yeah, this was my shit. <laughs> Man, dude, this is my shit. Uh, not only that, uh, either someone uh, had a word to Alex or he listens to the show because uh, his underhanded tactics and cheating were so much better this time. Like I did, like there wasn't a moment like he had in the first match. Where I'm like, what are you doing, man? You you were suplexing this guy. Get the fuck back in there. This time, it was integrated better into the match. It involved their strength, like throwing dudes at Jeff Cobb. Yeah. So much better. A uh, lot smarter that match too. So fuck yeah, this match was amazing. <sighs> oh my god, it's. That's my shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, That's awesome. and I'm thinking like, all right, 
what what's next oh oh all right so here we go evil it's on c-block evil versus eddie kingston I like that eddie is smart he's, he's seen a few episodes of new japan pro wrestling he knows what evil's all about he comes out with a kendo stick already <laughs> I like that evil uh, Eddie st- keeps screaming at evil to fight him and evil keeps screaming at Eddie to get up. <laughs> fight me evil, fight me. And evil's just like wailing on him. So it's like, yeah, come on, get up, Eddie, get up, Eddie. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Togo uh, trips Eddie that evil takes him bowling and then evil leaves him there, walks back through the railing and then decides, you know what? I'm going to go the one mile extra. I'm just going to latch the gate. Yeah, I don't have to do it, but you know, I'm just gonna latch it there just to delay him just a little bit more. I love it. It's game. fucking funny. It's so funny. Uh, evil then, uh, yeah, it's great. Eddie comes back in, and then uh, evil just just stomp, 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 pin, stomp, 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 pin, just using up Eddie's energies. Just he's doing all these evil tactics to just kind of wear Eddie out. I'm loving it. Loves, and uh, I love seeing Evil tease a chop. And then Eddie's like, ah! Rake of the eye. And then what does Eddie do for the rest of the match? It's blind Eddie. He starts doing yeah. wild haymakers in this bit. He misses the ref and Evil. But uh, what he does for the rest of the match, he'll fucking, at certain points of the match, he'll just scream out, I can't fucking see! I can't see! And uh, it just makes me laugh. It was fucking awesome. Because Evil will just keep going for those damn eyes. Because uh, he's just a fucking prick. There's corner chops on Evil and Togo with a face wash, which uh, Kevin calls a boot wash. Uh, wash in the face, not the not the boot. The the boot wash would be if like someone's foot was up on the ropes and then you jumped at it with your face. Well, plus like if if Evil's face or Dick Togo's <clears throat> face in particular is very very dirty, then you're just gonna get your boots dirtier. You're not washing them, you know. <laughs> Uh, evil uh, low bridges and RB spots Eddie Eddie on the outside and uh, just because he can and just because he wants to wear Eddie out darkness scorpion on the floor like a fucking douchebag he lets go and gets back in the ring and Togo tries to stop Eddie from getting back and he fails so uh, evil hits him back in the ring with a fisherman buster for two evil manages to like he gets Eddie to take out the ref more than once because <laughs> this is where the cheating starts kind of ramping up with the violence here. Uh, you got Togo with the Garrett, but uh, Eddie just uh, low blows him with his leg, just you know, kicks his leg back behind him <laughs> low blow, and uh, dodges. So evil hits uh, Togo with the kendo stick. Then Eddie just canes up both men to the point where I'm sure Togo has some too, but he's got his singlet top on, but uh, I definitely saw some gnarly looking welts on evil's back. So, you know, no one can tell me this motherfucker's not willing to bump and take shit because he gets chopped, exploded, kendo sticks out the ass. Evil's great. He's a big part of why I love this match, as well as uh, Eddie, because he's the ultimate face the whole time, who gets to give uh, Evil and Togo various uh, pieces of comeuppance at various stages of the match. So I fucking dig that. Uh, Eddie comes close, but uh, Togo bonks him on in the head with the stick, and Eddie's just like, you motherfucker. Huge pop. Evil low, the crowd yeah, love that. Love, they lost their love minds. <laughs> but then there's a low blow uh, by Evil onto Eddie Kingston, and everything is evil. 
And my boy's got four points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't need a haircut. Dude, I love, I love Evil Dead. I loved it. It was so <laughs> awesome. So good. It's, it's like peanut butter and jelly, these two, because, like, you know, Eddie's, like, uh, you know, tough guy, kind of baby face selling stuff, plus evil's like memphis heel shit i mean it's like it's just a match made in heaven and everything's executed well and if you're like i want the old evil and i want the strong style stuff they do a lot of that stuff in this match it's just sparingly you know i mean they're they even do the charging lariat battle thing you know they do a lot of that shit and it's awesome and but you're right man like eddie's selling his eyes it's just fucking it's top notch man i i don't know what else to say about this except it's like a perfect match almost i mean i i it's incredible and it's we're we're like at this point too i'm realizing that we still got lots to go here you know like (laughs) we're we're watching this and i'm thinking i know what comes later and i mean we're like in for it tonight this is awesome so but we got to move on luke um that Man, uh, Eddie Kingston, not a disappointment in the G1 at all. No, he I... is fucking crushing it, and it's just it's just proof that he should have been here all along. But uh, anyway, next, Luke, we have um, Shane Haste versus Tanahashi, right? And this match is awesome, too. It doesn't quite it really stick is. out. It doesn't quite stick out like a lot of the other matches because it's just like a great match, and it doesn't have maybe memorable crazy-ass shit in it or – you know, it doesn't have that kind of heat to it that some of the other ones do. We'll just put it that way. But it's very good. So Shane Haste, he makes a big mistake at being in this match. So he walks over to Kevin Kelly's microphone and he says, like, oh, Tanahashi's hair's stupid. No, Shane Haste. Nah. You're stupid. So that is – you yeah. cannot – that is not mm-hmm. – I mean, it's like it's categorically incorrect. So, like, you just make a fool out of yourself by saying something like that, but not in, like, a good way. So – Way off. get arrested by the Sendai police or something like what the fuck I know well he you know he can't he can't touch the hair but he does beat up Tanahashi's so. <laughs> <laughs> his body so it's great there's a long heat section at the beginning it's very good but my mind's still kind of on that last match a little bit you know while I'm watching yeah. this. so uh, Shane Haste has some really cool heat spot offense like he has this deal where he he has like a guy laying on his back has Tanahashi laying on his back and he's like all, you know, Shane Hayes standing on the floor. Um, Tanahashi's neck is kind of hanging off the apron and kind of does like a GTR kind of thing off the apron, you know, throwing Tanahashi over his knee. That's fucking great, man. Um, he did a crazy flipping like Canadian style dive that makes Tanahashi go fucking splat on the crown on the outside. And that looked awesome. They go back and forth, uh, you know, in the ring, settling into that like rhythm we all know so well. And Haste has a lot of, like, power when he needs it, which is awesome. Like, at times when Tanahashi's becoming too much for him, he just kind of, like, power overpowers him. And it's great. That's not something I would expect from him, so that was great. Uh, the reversals in this match are tremendous and just superbly executed. Uh, when Tanahashi comes back, Haste goes, like, flying, bumping all over the place. It's amazing. It's a great uh, Falcon Arrow for two out of nowhere. And then Tanahashi comes back. Straight jacket German suplex, uh, <laughs> favorite move, uh, which is awesome. A sling blade. They fight on the top rope, and Tanahashi hits a high fly flow after knocking him off the top rope. He hits a second one and wins. And 
it's important, Luke, that I mention that something happens after this match. It is the final wound of COVID has been healed. And what happens is Tanahashi walks over to a fan in the crowd, takes their towel, wipes his mighty brow, and soaks their towel with the ace's sweat, handing it right back to them. COVID's over, Luke. Pandemic wrestling <laughs> is done. The, ta- the ace has healed the world. <laughs> the ace healed COVID. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, all right. So maybe for me, Hayes and Nichols, they didn't, they haven't jumped out at me immediately, like, say, Aussie Open has. And maybe it's been me underestimating them and needing to warm up to them. Well, guess what? Now I'm going to get to watch a shit ton of their singles matches right now in this G1. And both Mr. Haste and Mr. Nichols haven't put a stinker on yet. Uh, fantastic stuff. I really liked Haste in this match too. And Tanahashi was stubborn. He's like, nah, I'm getting all my moves in and you're not going to trap me like ZSJ did. So fuck you. You're taking him. <laughs> and he it, it did. <laughs> Straight jacket German though. I knew he was going for it because like his haste is going back with the arms. I'm like, Tanner, come on, mate. I want this more than the high fly flow. Boom. He hits it. I'm like, yes. And then I was still happy to see the high fly flow. Of course I am. But uh, yeah, just use that straight jacket German, Mr. Tanner. Bridge that. Man, that's awesome. Whew. I wonder if he can bridge I don't know. Anymore. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not put him in bad positions, okay? <laughs> Sorry. It's like your Irish whipping him over here. Put it, I'll put it in my fantasy dream book. Uh, <laughs> deep into it, man. No one can see. All right, so I'll watch this match twice. Yeah! Multiple bits of it again. And I think this match is fucking incredible. It is a C-block match. So, of course, I'd say that. I'm sorry I took all the C-block matches. Oh, man. It's okay. Sorry, next time you can do some C-block. But uh, it's uh, Shingo Takagi versus Aaron Hanare. Here's a a match where the the whole story of it is built around headbutts. At least that's how it feels like to me. Because headbutts figure in, like, each of the kind of the main kind of story beats and transitions of this match. And that leads to the freaking finish. This is... Fucking incredible. Like, I, I I really liked their, what was it, the triad match? Yeah. Got to beat him three ways. That was awesome. Dude, Hanare came out with a, with, with a thing so good that Taichi and Shingo would have decided, like, hey, let's do that, but, like, our own spin on it. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, do that. It was awesome. Also, redo that 30-count move match. Like, come on, those are good too. Anyway. But he'd also had a, I guess, a bit more of a singles match. They've had a bit of a run, Shingo and Inari, this year. That's just what I'm saying. And this is another match in that series. And this match is fucking so good. And you, I didn't expect Inari to win either because Shingo lost his first match. And now he's lost his first two. Oh, no, what's going to happen with Shingo? He's probably, you know, he's probably going to mount a comeback and whoop some ass. Maybe we can have Shingo versus David Finley. I don't know. It's, instead of Tamatonga again, because I feel like I've seen that. <laughs> let's do. Let's go a different route. Let's go Shingo. Yeah. This match had the snappiest made in Japan I've ever seen. Crazy spots where both men are kind of like selling dead and just hitting each other. It, it looks great. And the men are so sweaty that some of, lots of the strikes, the, the sweat's flying once they hit each other. Slaps headbutts, suplexes, it's just insanity. And 
Like, this is what I wanted. I don't mind that Hanari... I'm a little annoyed that Hanari didn't win the first match, especially with the with his with the new hymn and all that kind of stuff. New hymn, new music, new over everything. I'd had him win that first match before maybe um, having him lose the second. I would maybe would have put this match here first for him because he lost to Shane Hayes first. No offense, but you know it's it felt weird. I think they kind of rectify that, like. Here's the big win. Now what I want them to do with Hanare is, all right, he had his big win last year with Tanahashi, and then they, then he lost every match. Let's do something a little bit more with him. Let, let's let him have a let, – let's see him pin one of the champions and get a feud against them going on. Let's have him get more than just this one big win because, yeah, it was fucking awesome. This is never shit between two bad motherfuckers, and Hanare is proving, like, Hey, I'm I'm the fucking new generation, next generation of never never guy. I'm I'm coming. I'm here. Let's go. Everything seems so perfectly timed. Like all the strikes and headbutts seem to land. Everything there was no some of those strikes were gnarly, but nothing in the match made me go. Right, they fucking that didn't work according to plan. That didn't go. The timing of all these strikes was insane. I thought they killed each other several times over. This was, this is never shit. This is why I love New Japan. This is just pure heaven for me, Mister Mister Guy. What what did you think of uh, Shingo versus Hanare? Yeah, I have similar thoughts. You know, that this is oh. this is the kind of match that we started this podcast so we could cover. This. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. This is what we like bonded over and became friends over. Was like this kind of shit, and I'm so happy that it's back. I'm so happy that, like, you know, Hanari is a young guy, and he's a guy that New Japan clearly loves. So this ain't going away. You know what I mean? And the fact that it's like, I don't know. I'm I'm so happy uh, about this match. Did you did you have something else to add? I wanted to tell you more about my experience watching this too. All right, I was just going to mention because uh, I don't think I did. Uh, Streets of Rage. Very well earned, hard fought to put on Streets of Rage and uh, yeah, Hanari, Hanari pins Shingo Takagi, clean, clean as a whistle. Awesome. Yeah, and like, okay, so so many things to say good about this. You know, one was obviously it's like I like I'm watching this and they start doing a bunch of holds and shit and it's like and Shingo is just no mercy, man. You know, and you're thinking, oh man, Hanari's in trouble. Like he knocks Nari to the outside and hits the fucking knee drop on the floor, you know, he, but it's because he knows how dangerous Hanari is. Right. And so I'm thinking that they're going to do like a mini version of the triad match. They're going to do holes. They're going to do strikes. They're going to do that. That's not it at all. Like what they do is they just do a fucking never match where they just beat each other up the whole fucking time. And like, yes, Hanari's the underdog to the point. These guys work this crowd into such a frenzy that by halfway through it, the crowd is reacting to every single thing they do. Everything they do. At a certain point, they're hitting strikes and doing like a bouillet type situation. And I have not, I don't know if I've ever heard so precise, you know, like, bah, bah, whatever they yell when somebody, you know, uh, hits a strike. It's like, it was precision. The crowd worked together. The fucking wrestlers had amazing timing. We this match has heat behind it, you know. It was just, I mean, every single one of these strikes are just be like, 
wow from the crowd and and i don't know man and i like that we already had a match recently about head heads you know and this was another one kind of right where like hanari kind of uses his head to bail himself out when he's in trouble that's his dragon screw leg whip is his head no oh, so yeah he just and it's it's fucking great we're starting to kind of learn a lot more about him and something else you mentioned earlier about like getting to know the TMDK guys better as singles guys. Like, is it the G1, like the ultimate way to get to know a wrestler? Like, you know, him so well by the end of it, you know, Um, it's just, I don't know, man. We in the past named an episode after Hanare. This is our second episode. That is the never Hanare podcast or whatever he wants to call it. And um, cause man, he's fucking earning his spot. And I'm so glad that they're doing something with him. And now, he's a threat to everybody after this, you know, <laughs> it's great. And all right, he's leveled up and, uh, he's, he's having really good matches with guys who aren't even, you know, Japanese, new Japan top guys. Like I never thought that Mikey Nichols match was going to be that great. It was, it was pretty damn good. I, I, I'm still thinking about it. Like some of these spots, and here he is crushing it with one of New Japan's top guys as well. So well, he got he, something with it, yeah. Like, Hanari used to be kind of generic, right? That was the problem. He was generic. Man, now he's generic, the opposite yeah, of generic. Opposite of that. And, like, man, it's just it's great to see. And And it also goes to show how long it takes to, like, truly get over in New Japan sometimes. You know, it's just, it's yep. a long way to go. And like, and I'm so glad he's there. So it's fucking awesome. And not only is he having these awesome matches, but they're meaningful matches. That's, that's all you can ask for, man. Ah, it's great. Anyway. All right. We got more stuff we got to talk about. That's also awesome. So the most yeah. New Japan, new, most New Japan matchup in New Japan, pretty much. It's Hiroki Goto versus Naito. I had to talk about Yoshihashi and Goto, but I have good things to say about I'm Goto. sorry, dude. It's a shocking yeah. revelation today. So, <laughs> so anyway, the crowd is behind both wrestlers here, but Naito more for sure. You know, Red Shoes lets him know. So uh, Naito, he tries his mind games, but Goto just kicks him. <laughs> it's great. Like, you know, Naito's trying to do the tranquilo pose and Goto just walks over and kicks him. He says, no, you will not do this. And uh, there's, uh, <laughs> there's second mind oh. game attempts from Naito. And this this one works, though. And so what happens is, is that like he like Goto, they're on the outside. Goto throws him in the ring and Naito just keeps rolling and rolls out on the other side. Right. But this is part of Naito's mind game. Goto's like, what the fuck? It walks over there. Right. But no, it's it's a mind game. So it's like Naito pick, you know, fucks him up. That's <laughs> great. So <laughs> that was really fun. So he tacks him on the floor uh, for a count out spot and Naito gets heat on Goto for a while. It's my favorite part of the match. And Goto comes back. <laughs> this fucking sweet lariat after chasing Naito into the ropes as he does at that spot is always awesome. Looked amazing here. A nice Saito suplex from Goto that was very lovely. And he dodges Naito elbows following up with um, another lariat. Oh, a bunch of lariats in the corner and an elbow drop. Pretty cool. So um, they fight to the top rope and Naito does his super Rana and it's incredible. Uh, there's the leg Nelson hold with the extra stank for the long rope break spot. And of course, Naito can't, you know, he can't figure out how to get out of it. And the crowd 
during this match is just screaming the whole match. The whole match, there's, I don't know, a hundred people just screaming Goto or Naito or both. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. So then they kind of slow it down, slow main event pace, and, <laughs> and Goto hits a very awkward power slam that he was trying to, you know, he was learned how to do it from Hikaleo after catching a Rana attempt from Naito. It's a little little goofy. So, and Naito uh, has gotten a few elbows in, just a, just a few, but now it's time for some brutal ones, right? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. he, one of them looks looks absolutely terrible, but the rest look like fucking haymakers, and it's crazy. So, Naito spits on Goto, and, and the crowd's like, oh, fuck that. And then Goto's like, oh, yeah? And spits right in Naito's face and gets a huge pop for that. That was really funny. Uh, and he gets a GTW or whatever it's called and a lariat after um, some back and forth. Yushi Hiroshi for two. And I think that's what he was trying to do on that power slam thing that kind of fucked up. I think he was trying to like catch dude in Arana, get him up on his shoulders, hit Yushi Hiroshi. Maybe not, but it seemed like that. But anyway, it's getting late in the match. Esperanza for two from Naito with three minutes left. And it doesn't seem like, you know, it's it doesn't seem like we know who's going to win here. Uh, and then they just do the amazing New Japan reversal stuff late in the match. Here we are. It's incredible. Naito just kind of sneaks in a Destino while they're kind of, you know, jostling for position yeah. and stuff. It's awesome. Mm. I love that. Um, and he gets the win. Fuck Goto. He's after a second. Yeah. Sorry. Really cool match. It's just like, all right, strap in, motherfuckers. It's not a bit, there was not a disappointing match on the whole show from the opening match, comedy match of Viano, Zack Sabre Jr. to the final match, which I'm going to talk about. Oh, I really like this. And maybe this was some of the, maybe, uh, maybe these were some of the people that uh, Tamatonga should have been wrestling uh, when he was the never champion because, uh, yeah, this is great fun. It's uh, Tamatonga versus Tomohiro Ishii. And you wrestle Ishii, you're going to wrestle an Ishii match, which is good for me because they're, they're never style matches, and I like that. And that's what he gets Tamatonga to do. That's what this is. This is a good uh, you know, 12, 15 minutes of Ishii and Tama tearing it up, never style. And I was just like, I, I like this Tama. I want to see more of this one. Uh, he didn't do too much of the, you know, I'm um, doing the Randy Orton does it kind of stuff. Yeah, he does it once. Uh, the gun stun reversals. Ishii doesn't make him sit right down on his butt before he stops it. He stops it yeah. kind of right away early. He, That's how you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because his his style is to stop that, twist him, you know, shoulders, you know, suplex position, that kind of thing. Works so much better. So if anyone's going to do gun stun reversals, yeah, that way. Because then you can transition, maybe turn around, DDT, suplex, something like that. When he's sitting down, what move do you do? Oh, I guess like a headlock or something? Like, get out of here. That's not that's not as fun. <coughs> so these guys just smash each other. It's great. Ishii chops the shit out of Tamatonga. We get the uh, DVD bomb and Supreme Flow, which is what I always like to see and wish was, was the finish. But... Uh, I can't remember the name of the move Tama finishes the match with. Was it Body Sunday or something? The J Driller, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that because that does that's not that's not a bullet club kind of reference either. Yeah. That's a 
that's a Jay Briscoe reference. So Fair enough. good. I want him to move away from doing the Bullet Club stuff because he's not in it, and do things like the Jade Driller and the Supreme Flow and the things like like I like this match and this is probably one of my favorite Tamatonga matches in a while too in a good way. I liked it. Uh, I do, however, wish Ishii win and. That's just me being me, because she's one of my one of my boys. But I just thought it was a really fun match to cap a well, my favorite night of the G1 so far. Yeah. I think this night was awesome, and and this match is awesome. I you know I thought it was really good. They kept it moving, like you said. When when this match is moving, it's fantastic. The whole thing where like the first time Tomatonga tried the J Driller. Ishii countered it into a gun stun of his own, which is so funny. That's it looks, right. It looks so goofy when, when Ishii he does used it. used one arm to do it as well. <laughs> it's great. So that looked cool as fuck, man. I love that. Um, and, uh, you know, interesting thing about tonight, too. So that match was like 15 minutes or something like that. And that we forgot to mention the Hanari Shingo match went down to the wire. There was 20 seconds left, like, or 22 oh, yeah. seconds left. Right. So, you know, match length was kind of all over the place tonight. I thought that the Ishi Tonga Tamatonga match like had a really good pace to it and like it everything felt right. You know, it just felt awesome. And like you said, it didn't have that like just like it, we didn't have the standard three act structure. It was just fucking these guys go and they do never shit for 15 minutes and one of them wins. And I prefer that. You can do so much different kinds of psychology like that when it isn't like, you know, so black and white with the heel and face dynamic, you know, and that's kind of one of the reasons I like the never style so much is because it doesn't really matter who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. That's the one thing I don't like about Finley is that he's always going to have that element to his matches. You know, he's never going to do anything that's too cool because he's a real heel. So, you know, I don't know, but, um, I thought this night was amazing. It had this like really cool, like kind of like rising falling action too, where like, I think Hanari versus Shingo is kind of the like high water mark. And it went, you know, it didn't go down from there. Well, it went down a little bit from there, but it was just kind of like this little bit of falling action and with a nice side fall as we had had so much awesome stuff on that night. I mean, Alex C versus Jeff Cobb. Yano versus Zack Sabre Jr., Evil versus Eddie Kingston, the Tanahashi match was awesome, Hanari versus Shingo, Goto versus Naito, and then that main event. I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know what else you could possibly want from a New Japan, like, uh, uh, you know, show like that, other than maybe Ishii winning, but he doesn't do that, so. Nah. I, I said it before, like, I like I liked C Block. Actually, D Block is just as good because. Uh, it, it didn't. I didn't just love the, the, the never open C block matches. I loved pretty much all the D block matches yeah. too. So, but you got the never guys. Never guys generally have 15 to 20 minute matches. It's very rare for them to have 20 to 30 minute matches. So, this is kind of more my speed for New Japan Pro Wrestling heavyweight matches. So I'm unlike uh, unlike some people on, online who are bitching about the format. Uh, I'm loving it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I think this night too had that like it wasn't you know totally like this, but it had that like kind of circus thing where like it had everything like every match was a little different, and we didn't have like a, a lot of the same kind of shit going on in each match, which was helpful. I mean, Alex C versus Jeff Cobb was wild. 
that was way different than anything we've seen on the G1 so far. And, you know, I mean, I, that was a unique match. That was incredible. You can't do that with every wrestler. So Hanari versus Shingo, that can't happen <laughs> unless it's those two. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, we like this night. It was fun. We did. Dude, Yeah. Um, maybe you want to uh, stay in bed this morning and catch up later because we're opening with Yoshihashi versus Tonga Loa tonight. No, that's fine. That'll be a match yeah. I watch. Mm-hmm. Ren Rita, Gabe Kid, that'll be a fucking awesome time. ELP, Great Okan. Now, that that's, should be fun, right? I, I think I... And, and they're both 0-2, so someone yeah. we like's getting points there. Uh, Hikaleo Chase. Come on, Hikaleo. It's you need, a, you need to get a... Yeah. need to rack up some wins, mate. Uh... Have we seen this match before? If we have, we haven't seen it many times. Uh, Kenta versus Will Ospreay. That's Holy fascinating, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shooter Umino versus Kato Kiyomiya. And, oh, my God. It's not even the main event, but I'm already going, oh, my God. Okada versus Taichi. Yeah. Taichi's winning. He is winning that match, you guys. He's winning. If we all believe it, we'll will it into existence, everybody. So, to do that... Even if you listen to this after tonight's uh, episode, just like keep that in mind. It, it'll work, all work retroactively back in time. It's how it works. The universe is like that. It's complicated. And then we end with uh, the heavyweight title rematch. Uh, Yoda's, oh, poor Yoda. He's being put again in matches that. He might. I don't win. know. He, yeah. Sonata he again. Sonata. Yeah, he might. I haven't seen him win yet. I yeah. want to. So, can we talk about Kiyomiya a little bit? So, like, we talk about, like, Eddie Kingston coming in and, like, how, like, he's a new guy and he's crushing it. You know, some of these other guys, there's a bunch of examples. You know, Alexi and, you know, a lot of these guys are crushing it. But he, we haven't seen anything from him yet. So, we've seen a couple decent matches that were just fine. So, I'm really ready to see something from him. And I'm hoping that him and Shota Umino are, like, I'm defending New Japan. I'm defending Noah. Let's go out there and destroy each other. And I hope they just do it. So, you know, because I just, I'm ready. I mean, I've seen him do great things, but I want people that don't know anything about that. And I would also like to see more great things from Kato Kimia. And I know his match versus Okada is going to be incredible. And that'll probably be late in the tournament, I would assume. But it's just like, I still want to see him do stuff before then too you know who was who were his first two matches against like the poor guy has to wrestle chase and i i can see like that maybe not exciting some of the japanese faithful also i can also see it see some of the new japan guys just being a bit dickish me and like oh this guy's just a fucking dull prick who gives a fuck because <laughs> i can be a bit like that they had to fucking put kenta in goddamn bullet club to get him to work uh, as a character in New Japan, because the fans were just like, nah, fuck this guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> well, Luke, the night after that, uh, this would be the you know second night we're going to cover us this on July Sunday, 23rd. Yeah. yeah, this is uh, this is the main event is evil versus David Finley because of the implications. Oh. So that'll Ooh, be fun. The implication. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got uh, Jeff Cobb versus Tanahashi. That's an awesome matchup oh. right there. You know, <laughs> Tanahashi has beat him once. So, uh, and then like you know the match that you want to see every year in this tournament, and that is Ishii versus Shingo. That'll be what it is. It's amazing. Oh my God. And Shingo 
has a four and one record versus Ishii. Oh, Ishii better win. So he won't. But uh, we have a, a very, very silly match, which is uh, Yano versus Naito. That'll be extremely silly. I can't wait to see that. And then this is fascinating. So Aaron Shit. Hanare versus Eddie Kingston. Oh, oh my God. Okay. okay. I'm, uh, I'm fired up for that. Uh, Hiroki yeah. Goto versus Shane Haste. And then Mikey Nichols versus Tomatonga. And then Zack Sabre Jr. versus Alex C. Oh, my God. I'm I'm legit looking forward to all of these matches. <laughs> yeah, man. Ah, excited. Yep. I mean, I mean, I'm excited for some of the matches on uh, on tonight as well. Uh, Yoshihashi, please win in five minutes, please. Just look, just once. <laughs> New Japan, do it. Everyone, put that in. Will that into existence? Oh, everyone, please. He should just grab a chair. And just like fucking go to nut, go nuts till they DQ him, you know. And it'll it'll only take like a minute, you know. Yeah, it'll be over. Um, but uh, I do have to, you know, make an apology here at the end of the show. Um, last week I got a little crazy with uploading the episode a little before I checked everything, and I left this giant gap at the beginning of the episode. So if you're one of the first thirty people that listened to that. And stayed with us. Thank you so much because I made a mistake and I fixed it right away. But like 30 people listened, I think maybe a few more listened to it. And there was like, it was like the, the 33 got cut off for some reason. And then there was just like 30, 40 seconds of silence. And then it started. I was like, Oh no. And I didn't realize it till the next day. And I feel terrible. So I'm sorry. I fucked up, man. It's nice to know that not only is professionalism, my job, it turns out it's also Mr. Andy's job. <laughs> I fucked it up, though. I wasn't professional. I'll be professional this time. I promise. Oh, my goodness. Man, we've done it. That's, that's four shows of the G1 Climax. At 33. I'm having a great time watching the G1 of you. Absolutely. And, and this has been an easy experience recording wise and like scheduling. I know nobody cares about that, but man, it makes a big difference. It really does. <laughs> so like, it's so hard to focus on like a million, you know, matches at once and trying to remember what happened, even though you wrote it down, you still try to like have a sensory memory of what's like watching this stuff. And if it's, if it was three days ago and 30 matches ago, man, that's tough, man. Sometimes. So, you know, yeah. Hey, New Japan, next year, do you want the best of – can you have the best of Super Juniors breathe a little bit, please? Just yeah, let it breathe. That was, that was rough. Was, man, was the wrestling awesome? Yeah. Especially when we forgot to press record on one of them. Oh, yeah, and we had to do it again. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I fucked up, fam. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Oh, all right, man. Well, unless there is anything that uh, – the guy would like to add. <gasps> In Gator, <gasps> a we, I trust. 